I have to admit that I'm impressed with the, the fact that all of you got here this early on a Saturday morning. We haven't done this, you know, as Michael's pointed out, in many years. And I have personally felt in, uh, um, a longing in my heart for men to get together and to do these sorts of things, even on a more regular basis. And, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm just happy that we're all here, all of you. You know, we all know most of you know each other. Uh, but we don't take the time to do this, and uh, it's a good thing, and I'm very, very happy about it. So thank you all, and thank you, Kevin, for that wonderful meal. I appreciate that. that awesome. So, but so, you know, this is the, uh, the word that we all hear but seldom practice, and uh, the word is accountability. And uh, uh, we all know that we are commanded to do that, or we should know that it is a command in Scripture, but somehow we tend to fail to do that. Our lives get busy. There are many reasons that uh, we tend to uh, put off being entering into accountability relationships with, with, with others. Um, does anybody have want to be open and honest about a reason that they may find that uh, they, and it may not be current and not, don't feel like you have to admit anything, but that you've avoided possible accountability uh, relationships in the past? Uh, or is there can anybody? Sometimes nope. I pass the buck over to my wife so that way I won't be responsible when it comes to doing things like yeah. eating or making fruit salad. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's true. I mean, and uh, you know, wi wi wives are great accountability partners, yeah. but uh, uh, there's uh, there's need for many types of accountability partners. But yeah, you know, I, I think just to save anybody from having to embarrass themselves, I think you know, obviously people avoid conflict. We want to, we don't want to expose ourselves to others. Uh, we uh, like our privacy. Um, I will admit that that in my, in my past life uh, has been an issue for me. You know, exposing yourself, it's, it's a very humbling experience. Um, I think a lot of Christians falsely believe that accountability is simply about behavior modification, and they don't want to change, but it, it's a lot more than that. I mean, there is behavior modification, but it comes from Christ. It doesn't come through our own efforts. It comes through relying on, and relying on the throne of grace. But um, I think it's another issue is that Christian men lack quality friendships with each other. We are all very busy. Each and every one of you has very, very busy lives, you know, with families, work. Uh, you know, I barely have time to do any yard work, so we have to hire a guy to do most of it. You know, uh, we all, I'm sure a lot of you commute as well. So um, events like this are, are great for us to be able to build these friendships to further, you know, we've, some of you have been over to my home for dinner before. Some of you are regularly, we regularly visit with one another. There are others here that I've never met before. And, uh, you know, honestly, that, that probably should not be the case. I should probably know everybody here. Uh, we should all know one another and all be concerned for one another. So the reality is, is that uh, biblical, biblical accountability is one of God's commands for us. And so I'd like to turn to a few scripture verses to show exactly what that means. So if you all could turn to James 5.16. And forgive me, I am nursing the... Go there. James 5.16. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for, pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. So if you look at this, um, you know, the operative words that we're looking for here are confess and prayer. And these really are the first two building blocks, I, I believe, of, of a healthy accountability relationship. 
Um, James is urging us to confess our sins to one another and to pray for each other. And then, but you also think about this in the terms of the fact that people think that uh, accountability is simply behavior modification. He's actually advocating preventative medicine, really, that the relationship of accountability will help, not only will it help heal you from your sin, but it will help prevent you from engaging in sinful activity. So it's absolutely imperative that we see this as not only a temporary activity for dealing with something something that may be you know troubling us but really for helping us along in our lives and building up our relationship with christ and with each other it should be a lifelong endeavor um so in reality when we talk about that we are too busy to do this we really should be making the time to do it regardless of whether you know if we it doesn't take a um you don't have to do it a formal meeting you can have phone calls you can have somebody that you can you know just set up a you know, once a, once a week, you make a phone call to somebody. So, um, and then you guys talk about it, or you get a group of men together to do it. Um, but this verse also isn't just about accountability among men. It can be applied to all of our relationships with our spouses, you know, family, other you know, friends, siblings, other people. It, this really is applicable to all of our relationships. We should be entering into this accountability, accountability relationship with everybody that we know every Christian brother and sister that we have. Now, there are obviously certain things that uh, uh, among men that we would share, and each of those those relationships uh, may not be, be the appropriate place to share certain things. Um, among men, we share with each other those things in confidence that are troubling us, and we can pray for one another, as uh, James is saying. So um, the point is to give an account of our, of, of our sin to each other and then walk through, walk with each other to the throne of grace and seek God's forgiveness. And also, not just the forgiveness, but the change of who, but the interchange of our of our own, of our desires as well. So, um, so I actually, do we have a pen or is this thing? I'm going to give you a little picture picture to remember what this is supposed to look like, and I'll try to not. Uh, this. It's going to be a. Thank you, Bill. So, yeah. I try. <laughs> All right. Well, awesome. Thank you. That uh, kind of works. So, think of it as a temple. Is this large? Yeah, Pillars. Some of you may have seen this before. Oh, well, let me get this up real quick. Got an addition that found a size mirror. <laughs> What's that? You built an addition, it's good. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So, <laughs> uh, so, really, the central. So, notice I'm not putting the uh, the roof on here yet. We'll, we'll get to that. But so, this is the central pillar of our of what God is doing or requiring of us is confession. And let me see if I can actually spell it without looking like. And then prayer is another. Notice that the central is confession. But if we turn to Hebrews 10, 23 through 25. <clears throat> we'll see. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. 
And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So the point of this passage is to, have, is to see that Christians persevere and grow in their faith through the encouragement of others. Um, our Christian relationships are crucial to helping us to continue to be sanctified, to grow in, in Christ. And so if you look at the, the key phrase here, the key, the third building block, it's to stir up and encourage one another. So I'll just put it as encourage. This pen is, I think, out. You are awesome. You know we're all working together, you encouraging one another. This is <laughs> a prime example of that, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Maybe if you put pens all together in a pile, that'll encourage one another to work, too. <laughs> uh, Oh, yeah. I, I, I will never be a teacher, Tim, because I don't have my penmanship. I'm the son of a doctor. My penmanship is horrible. And you're sick right now. So yeah. I don't know what that says. Well, <laughs> dentist, not a real doctor. <laughs> He'd hate me if I hear me say that. <laughs> so. So, stir up, forgive me, my throat is getting dry. So, the actual, the phrase stir up in this passage actually can mean urge or motivate, or actually, believe it or not, provoke one another. This means to call someone to your side in order to encourage and strengthen them with your words. And it means being there for someone with the right words. Encourage itself actually means to instruct, comfort, admonish, rebuke, warn, urge, beg, console. These are all words that this, this phrase can actually mean. So the key here is then that it means that we really need to go get to know each other deeply. It's not passing relationships. It's not, I'll be honest with you, with, with some of you, I have, this, I have this. It's passing relationships. We're friendly. We all, oh, bless you. We know each other. We talk. We're friendly. But do we really know one another? Do we share the innermost our innermost issues, the desires of our hearts, the, the, the struggles that we have. I mean, this is really about sharing our life stories with one another and, and coming to understand who we are, being, becoming vulnerable. Without that vulnerability, without submit that submission, if we can't submit to one another, how can we submit to Christ? We're submitting to each other in love. Now, I understand that some people probably have dealt with accountability, and there's been an issue of lack of trust or a, a breach of trust. And that is certainly an issue. Um, people have come to, like Bobby Jindal giving the rebuttal to the State of the Union up here. It's funny that I thought of that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Forgive me. <laughs> Thank you. So, again, this means we, we are required to get to know each other deeply. Um, but if you look from verse 23, excuse me, actually it's not 23, it's 25. <laughs> 25, then the foundation of, of accountability then is clearly meeting together. Out of 
I know we all meet together on Sundays, and, we, and many of us meet together in community groups. But the key is making the effort to meet together with, with brothers and sisters in Christ on a regular basis who understand our heart, who understand the struggles that we have, and can offer encouragement and prayer. Um, so I realize it's easy to say. It's hard to do sometimes when we're all, again, so busy. But I encourage each and every one of you to make these relationships. And I'll share with you my, my personal story in a few minutes about how accountability has dramatically changed my life and helped me and uh, why I pray deeply that our church builds and, and continues to, to work towards a men's ministry that will help each and every one of us deal with our daily struggles. Um, so, again, the central pillar is confession. Now, confession in and of itself Can, there's, there, there can be issues with that. If it's a sincerity, sincerity can, can, you know, since, it's called sincerity-oriented confession. If you're just giving confession to get it off your chest, it's really not helpful. It's sort of a circular system where you're just, you know, you feel like you're getting holier because, oh, well, not somebody knows and I, it's all good. Well, if you don't throw it to, to God, throw it to Christ, and, 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 and understand that confession without the, without some sort of uh, forgiveness is without the, rely the reliance on Christ isn't, isn't, isn't necessarily going to be helpful. Um, we have to understand that um, we must have an expectation of change in Christ. Um, we confess with the attitude that, yes, we, I am, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of this, I'm sick of this behavior, and I, I throw this to God. And the men will come, or whoever's in your accountability group will come alongside you, and they will help you to uh, work and succeed that way. Uh, there's a quote from a, a Jonathan Dodson, who's a pastor um, of Austin City Life Church, and he says, um, a circle of cheap confession by which you obtain cheap peace for your troubled conscience. Uh, he's, it says that that's a surefire way to ruin your accountability. So the pardon from sin does not merely come from being honest about the sin. It comes from leaning on what Christ has done for us. So at but the opposite end of the issue, the spectrum, is what's called obedience-centered um, accountability. And that's where groups just simply just fall into a trap of, of mil, you know, mil, militancy. Um, we sort of keep a running, running tab of our successes and failures, and, and uh, you know, we, we hide in shame when we failed and we don't, we don't share. And that's not the goal of, of accountability. The goal of accountability is sharing and encouragement prayer confession so part of the issue with obedience centered accountability is is that it's really a focus on ourselves it's a focus on those checks and those che you know the positives and negatives the successes and failures of our of our of our walk and so what we really need is an accountability that corrects for our tendency to focus on ourselves and that is by focusing on christ so the one thing that's missing in a lot of accounting groups is understanding that what overgirds all of it. I need my daughter here because she's the drawer of the gospel. At all times in our accountability, we need to, th need to appreciate that when we confess our sins, all of us must, we, we get together, we encourage one another with words of wisdom from the scriptures, with uh, prayer, heartfelt prayer, and with an understanding that Christ can heal us. Christ can give us 
make us a new creation. He can give us new life. And without those, without that, that capstone, so to speak, on our accountability, these things will not do anything for us. So we surrender to Christ through our confession. And together we pray and we have heartfelt prayer and encouragement of one another. And as we've seen in James and in Hebrews, God commands this of us. And again, it can be relationships with your, it can be accountability with your spouse on certain things. I would encourage you to each find men who you can meet with regularly and seek that accountability. Any of you that uh, have ever had any similar experiences know that if you have other men that can walk alongside you and share your struggles, it is the most powerful thing uh, to encourage us and to help us walk and to, to grow in Christ and help sanctify our existence. Uh, we are in this life together. We may all not be biologically brothers, but we are all brothers in Christ. And I have a love for each and every one of you, even if I don't know you. And that we should be encouraged to meet, at, meet, meet each other in, in groups of accountability, wherever we can, to further those relationships and encourage one another. So I just wanted to leave you with that and uh, to say thank you all for being here for us, for my family. And uh, we, we love each and every one of you and uh, love Grace. It's been a wonderful place. So thank you very much.